Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So Friday, we are one year away. One year away from Super Bowl 55 in Tampa. Will the Bucks be the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium? And who will be the halftime performer? Who's going to sing the national anthem? Also, the Houston Astros have replaced their fired GM by rating the Rays for one of their top baseball people in James Click. How upset is Rays owner Stuart Sternberg? And should baseball have prevented this? We've got all that to discuss and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, and now with the Pointer Institute of Media Studies on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, before we have a chance to talk with Tom, we want to remind you that uh, tomorrow on the podcast, we're going to have our popular mailbag segment. And I'd uh, love to answer your questions about the Bucks, the Rays, the Bolts, uh, USF, the Gators, anything you got, you can bring it to us. Now, the way you submit the questions is uh, pretty easy. If you want to go on Twitter, just send a question to us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. That's at SportsDayTB. Or you can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. Or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. So a uh, big mailbag tomorrow and get your questions in. We'd love to um, answer them and um, you know, give you all the correct information that we can. All right, Tom Jones joins us now from the Pointer Institute. He's uh, trying to figure out the Iowa caucusing. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, have you have you got a winner yet? Uh, Pete, Pete Buttigieg thinks he's won. <laughs> yeah, he does. This was the craziest thing. It was actually pretty funny. I was, I was flipping around. So we're taping this on Wednesday morning. I stayed right. up – or uh, Tuesday morning, I'm sorry. I, that's why I forgot what day it was. We don't know what day it is. We don't know right. what state it is. It's uh, – but – Pete Buttigieg comes out like he's like he won the whole thing, and then I was flipping around, and Brett Baer on Fox News said it's like it's like an Oprah speech. It's like you get a victory <laughs> speech, and you get a victory speech. Oh my goodness! I could never see anything like it. It's crazy. I so. didn't understand what caucusing was, and now I wish I, still I hadn't don't. known. Oh, I, nobody I, knows what they mean. Nobody knows how it works. Nobody knows. Well, what I know it means. a lot. I know a lot more <laughs> than I used to know, just because they had twenty hours on CNN without results, so they had nothing to do but explain it. Wow. But basically, it's like you don't just come out and vote. Like, you have to come out and stand around there. And it's a little like, you know, okay, bunch of who wants, who wants Joe Biden over here? Who right. wants so? Yeah. And they, they just kind of stand together. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're the Biden people. And it's like, uh, well, you lollygag over to the free throw <laughs> line. Right. And then you lollygag over. Well, yeah, because it's a gym. You know, it's just right. like basically we're in Grinnell College or whatever. And, and so, and then. And then, like, well, I'm sorry, your candidate, Tulsi Gabbard, didn't get 15% of the, of the 27 people we have in the gym today. So you two people have to decide, one of these other candidates, now walk over there and pick your friend. You know, like, it is so strange. It was well, just like... it's not going to happen again, so... <laughs> yeah. You're not going to have to worry about learning how it works, because I'm not sure it's going to ever work again. It's, uh, it was... What a, what a mess, though. I mean, asking these yeah. people to come out and... and, and 
be a part Stay of the process. Stay there till 2 a.m., yeah. yeah. and then be there till 2 a.m. and still not have a result. It's a, it was made for bizarre television, I can tell you that. It was, it was funny. It was fun you, had that, you had that meme where the, uh, from Fields of Dreams. Is this <laughs> Iowa? No, yeah, is this, <laughs> he- yeah right? is, is this a mess? I, yeah, usually it's like, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. It's like, is this a mess? No, it's Iowa. <laughs> That's right. ah, dear Lord. Brutal. So. Just brutal. Well, I'm back from the Super Bowl. We missed you. You used to do a bunch of those with me and other yeah. How, so college. how was it? I heard I heard traffic in Miami was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, um, I've heard people call it the Uber Super Bowl. I've had people. Uh, I I've probably spent at least four hours a day in traffic. Oh my gosh! Um, and and I was now granted I was staying sort of you know in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Um, but still, that's not <laughs> that just far. drove from here. But yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, at times I thought I was, but. And I did originally, but it was, it was, um, first of all, when did Miami become New York? This is what I want to know. Um, and I've always heard this and, and, and I've been to Miami, you know, I mean, I've lived here my whole life in St. Petersburg, but I guess it's just sort of like I-95 runs from the Northeast, right? So when everybody yep. would go to vacation to Florida, Hey, let's go to Florida. Right. They would come down I-95 and they'd end up on the East coast. Right. And if you're from Michigan or the central part of the United States, you take, I two I seventy five, and you wind up Orlando. You wind up in Tampa, you know, or on the West Coast. Right. Okay. Can I just say, it's a heck of a lot easier <laughs> on the Midwest than it is on the on the Northeast side of things. I mean, first of all, the traffic, the traffic is one thing. It's bad, right? But then there are people who drive. 160 miles an hour even though there's traffic like <laughs> i swear to you i almost got in five accidents just by freezing you know what i mean like right. these cars zooming around in between cars like you didn't you know it's it's frightening to drive down there i, I don't and i can't remember when this occurred because i've been going to miami about once every other year or so you know for for my life right um and it's nuts down there. It really was. It was. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious to see what the traffic will be like here next year. Obviously, Super Bowl's good. coming here next year. Yeah. I don't. Hopefully, it won't be as bad as it was in Miami. It's set up a little bit different, and yeah. I, I guess it's a little bit. Even though things are spread out here too. I mean, this is not. They a super, are a little, but it's yeah, more centralized. Not, yeah, it's a little more centralized. It's not Indianapolis where you can walk here, or New Orleans where you can right. walk a lot of places. Here, it's you know you're going from the. They usually have stuff at the convention center, and, and yeah. uh, you know, and then. At the stadium, so it's, you know, it's and the teams practice somewhere close by. So, yeah, um, with one buck now up. Now that's the other big thing. One buck's now a facility that people can practice at. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it won't be as, as bad here next year. But I heard it. Was well, really I mean, the Tampa Super Bowls are pretty good. Now this area has changed. The game has changed. I mean, the the, the amount of stuff that goes on. But I mean, at least you, if you get downtown and you park, you can go from the convention center to Amelie Arena where they they're going to do. You know, they have this thing called, you know, Super Bowl Live Monday night or whatever, Super Bowl Monday night or whatever, where the teams walk out. And uh, it used to be what we called Media Day, which was in the day. Right. Now it's at night. And then, you know, and so, you know, everything's sort of centrally located. You could catch buses from, you know, the media center to the hotels. They didn't, like, this was at the Miami Beach um, the Convention Center. It was the Miami Beach Convention Center. And there were there was no transportation from there. Like, if you... If you made it to the media center, you couldn't get on a bus then and go interview Kansas City or right. San Francisco. Like you had to, you had to find buses from the hotel. So it was just weird. But I'm complaining about Super Bowls. But I was going to ask you: 
the Tampa Super Bowls. Do you remember? I mean, how many of those do you remember? I remember, you remember them most all. of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember most of them. I'd have to, you know. Were you around back in uh, super, the first one, Super Bowl eighteen? That was I, like a yeah. hundred years ago. But. Yeah, and it was the uh, it was I had just moved here from Pennsylvania. Raiders, was, Redskins, Raiders, Redskins, eighty three, yeah. right, eighty three, eighty four, something right. like that. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I had just moved down here. I was, I guess, I was probably a freshman or in college right. or something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, I remember that one. And really, when you look back, most of the Tampa Super Bowls have been pretty good, right? I mean, they've been very good. In fact, competitive, I, I close did, anyway. Yeah, they made. Well, this game was a blowout. I mean, the Raiders just destroyed. I remember Joe. Right. I just remember Joe Theismann being on every talk show he could go to that week. And um, I think the Redskins might have been favored, but they got they got blown out. Right. Um, but I was looking at some of the entertainment too. Like, who do you think sang the national anthem? Maybe? Wow, the fir- the very first year, nineteen eighty three. Eighteen. Yeah. Uh, what is it like, Vic Damone or something like? No, that? <laughs> it was. Yeah, but it was. A, it was an eighties crooner. Eighties, an eighties crooner. Sort wow. of, yeah. Ah. Oh, Mandy. Oh, Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow sang the national anthem. You can look it wow. up. Wow. I watched the performance today. I was just looking through. It was that's uh, better than I thought it would have been. Yeah, it was. A, that's it was a big time. That was a big time performer at that time. You know, remember, like back in the day, that like the first few Super Bowls, they would have like up with people. Up with the people. Halftime. Yeah, and always... I think the halftime show here was like a salute to something, right? It was no, it was right. you know nobody in particular, but Manilow went out there and did it a cappella. He did no music accompaniment. No kidding. At all. Wow. It was very. It was very weird to watch. And then Super Bowl twenty five is the one that stands out, right? That was right after the ninety one season, the Gulf War, right? And it was the first one I remember, and this has become standard. Is now you have heavily armed people everywhere, right? They had Black Hawk helicopters, yeah. Remember, and, they, and it was the first one they were wanding people, and then that's the Whitney Houston, right. um, famous national anthem with the Florida Orchestra, and of course a great game. I mean, Scott Norwood misses the field goal, you know, the started the string of four straight, um, you know, Bills losses in the Super Bowl. So the halftime entertainment that year, pretty good, considering it was New Kids on the Block. Okay, yeah. You know, not, not bad. bad. I mean, yeah, was, sure. You know, um, but it didn't televise it live. They had no kidding. They ran it after the game. Yeah, because okay. uh, Peter Jennings came on. Oh, because they had they halftime to give, to give a progress on, of the war. Yeah, updates on the war, which yeah. literally just started that day or that morning or. Right, and I've only got two more. Okay, that's <laughs> right. No, no. These. I thought it was interesting. So Super Bowl thirty five, of course, is the the Ravens Giants. That was a round thirty four seven. Yeah, no, but Trent Dilfer came back. That was the big story, right? It was also a year after Ray Lewis was accused of of uh, double murder. Right. You know, and and think about that today. What would the coverage be of that Super Bowl? Oh you know, he wouldn't gosh. talk. Nobody talked about. Oh, don't don't ask Ray. Don't you don't you ask anybody in the Ravens about Ray Lewis? Yeah, he was innocent. You know what I mean? Right. Can you imagine a guy trying to play in that in that scenario now? And again, I'm not presuming guilt or innocence. I'm just saying it was the coverage of it was different. How about this national anthem, Backstreet Boys? Pretty Backstreet good. Boys. Yeah. All right. You ready for this halftime show? Halftime. This Go was ahead. this was the compilation, right? They used to do these where they'd have a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Remember, instead of just one right. entertainer. Yeah, right. Okay. How about this? Aerosmith. Right. Nelly, <laughs> it's getting hot in here, right? Nelly and Aerosmith, Britney Spears. Wow. Yeah. I and don't remember any of this. <laughs> I'm not done yet. Mary J. Blige. Gee whiz. And In Sync. Wow. Bye, 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 bye. Pretty good. That's Pretty unbelievable. Good. 
Right. You know, and I saw it the other day. You know, remember we were we used to complain about, wow, some of these guys are, you know, like when Springsteen did it and when U two did it, and then yeah. Aerosmith, like how old these guys are. And I saw a stat the other day where Steven Tyler was the same age that J Lo is now, fifty. 50. He was 50, fifty when uh, when when he did the Super Bowl show. But somehow Steven older seems so much older than <laughs> well because Steven yeah. Tyler seems so much older than uh, than J Lo. J-Lo's, J-Lo's well, that's 50. because if you're up 23 hours a day and I'm up eight hours a day, I'm at, you're actually older than me because you've been awake longer. So I think <laughs> it works like that. So that was the game that, um, when I say this was Ravens, yeah, so that was the, you know, the Kerry Collins. Remember they called him Vodka Collins, who's, you know, stories on him about um, his alcoholism and stuff. Right, right. So they, they win that one. Ray Lewis, by the way, was the uh, defensive player of the year that year and the Super Bowl and MVP. And the Super Bowl MVP, yeah. Right. right. And then the last one, you remember this one because, you know, you're a Pittsburgh guy. Well, I'm a Pittsburgh guy, but I wasn't at the game. I remember being in the office. What? No, I wasn't. I, I was at the game. I, I was or back at or the um, TV back office or whatever. doing the TV. Uh, oh, that's yeah. right, the column, yeah. 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 Super Bowl 43, so Steelers beat the Cardinals. And what was one of the best games I've ever watched in the Super Bowl? Um, yeah. That was, you know, the Ben Roethlisberger to San Antonio Holmes at the right. end there. Right. Um, and James okay. Harrison had a 100-yard touchdown return at the end of the first half. So, Right. So, okay, uh, this is when they introduced America the Beautiful before the national anthem. Faith Hill sang America Pretty the Beautiful. Pretty good. Pretty good. National anthem, Jennifer Hudson. Pretty good. Only her first public appearance since the murder of her uh, nephew, brother, and mother. Oh, Remember yeah. That was dramatic. And the halftime show. You ready? Mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen in the yeah, E Street Spring- Band. Yeah, yeah. Wow, have we had some some pretty good entertainment, right? No, and I'm waiting to see what it's going to be next year. I thought Jay Cridlin from the Tampa Bay Times had a pretty good list um, of possibilities. What are the, the odds? What are the best odds? Who, I, well, the best- I, I, I wish I could remember every single one that he had, but I, the the one that really stood out was the one he's leaning towards. He said, it's hers if she wants it, is Taylor Swift. If Taylor can, Swift, yeah. really? Yeah, if Taylor Swift, you know, that was sort of his. Uh, that How about was like his, an Ariana Grande or something like that? Ariana you know? Grande. Now, that's definitely a possibility. Um, for the national anthem, at least, the, maybe? Well, for, or, or for whatever. Or in her halftime, she's got all those hits. So the ones that he, he, uh, he thinks that they have a real shot, best bets, okay? Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. uh, Adele. Adele, okay. Yeah, she's always been part of the uh, sort of the wish list, wish list of the NFL. Rihanna. Now here's the problem with uh, there is that Rihanna might turn it down. She, you know, she's um, she's very much stood up for how the NFL Kaepernick uh, against how the NFL has handled the whole Colin Kaepernick yeah. thing. So, right, as of right now, you'd have to talk her into it. Um, Ariana Grande, as you mentioned, now she has the Florida connection. You know, she's from Miami, so right. she. Although this year would have seemed like what this year would have made more sense, but she was coming off that concert, you know. Right. year and a half on the road. Or now, we don't have a natural tie here to Tampa Bay. I don't think there's anybody from Tampa that would like, oh, it would make sense to have a Tampa person. Right. Do it. But right. so in that case, they actually said, well, Jay-Z, Jay, Jay Cridlin suggested Jay-Z might be, might be the guy to pick up the slack here because now he is working with the NFL. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Drake was the other, like best, those oh, are his okay. best bets. Now, here's the possibilities, okay? Uh, Foo Fighters. You know, okay. Band, you know they're eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, coming up this winter, so mm-hmm. they can tie that together. I'll tell you, here's a guy who's like of the older guys who who's never done it. He's in his farewell tour. I don't know if he's a Super Bowl type guy. Elton John. That'd be possible. awesome. That would be yeah. really awesome. Uh, Bieber. How about Dust- how about 
How about country? Is there any country? Well, like, yeah, I think it gets a... into country here in just a second. Um, Justin yeah. Bieber, Ed Sheeran, they're sort of the weekend. They're all sort of in the, in the uh, same. That's big, yeah. And then um, and then long, longer shots, uh, people like um, like Metallica, which is never mm. done. That would be something, right? Uh, and then like some of, the, some of the younger stars like Billie Eilish or Lizzo. Um, yeah. They could go after like a Bon Jovi. Um, and then the other one, here's another bon, one that would be pretty cool. Seriously? Bon Jovi? Yeah. He was at Super Bowl. He was at the uh, Bucks Super passed. Bowl. He's, he even said the, the time the may have passed for him. Now, yeah. Queen, how about Queen and Adam Lambert? You know, Adam Lambert sings with Adam Queen. Lambert singing for Queen? No yeah. country. On, I'm trying to think what country, who you could get country-wise. Um, I don't know. You know, I do I'm, I don't, some of the older ones, I'm, I'm, I would like it. It's about the kids, Tommy. Let's get I know, some. Let's absolutely. get some new blood. That's absolutely. That's you know, why. Bring, that's why. If, if you, you bring Taylor Kiss Swift, out here one time, one more time, I'm going to die. You know. <laughs> you can, if you could get Taylor Swift, I, I think that would be Taylor would, Swift would be a Taylor home Swift, run, or, yeah. or Rihanna or Adele, any of them, or right? Ariana or Grande, somebody yeah, like that. That yeah. would be a home run. That would be a home yeah. run. So, what did you think? I'll ask you. Was we're yeah. going to talk about sports? I promise. But um, what if? What did you think about the uh, the sort of the uproar? Uh, about the Jennifer uh, Lopez and um, Shakira. Yeah, it's funny. Show. The older I get, the less that seems to bother me. And maybe it's because my kids have gotten older. I had, I was at a Super Bowl party. So I was watching it with a group of people. And I was half paying attention to halftime. You know, it was one of those things like. Which is I'm, great because they were half dressed. So <laughs> Apparently, right? And then I heard, <laughs> I heard, I talked to somebody who said that they talked to somebody who had it like a nine-year-old. Who said eh, they kind of rushed ushered them out of the room? They're kind of yeah. like distracted yeah. them with something else because they were bothered by it. I it seems almost I mean maybe we're, we're just more desensitized to it today. Of course, when I remember my kids were little, when the whole Janet Jackson, yeah, uh, Justin you know, Timberlake, Justin yeah. Timberlake thing, where wardrobe talk, malfunction, wardrobe yeah. malfunction, exactly. And I I don't I, I was probably. I don't think I was outraged. I wouldn't. I wasn't ready to write a letter. Or ban. You know. I'm never watching yeah. a Super Bowl again. But I was like, ah, come on. I, you know. Yeah. Got to do better than that. Now this idea of maybe it should come with a, a warning label, a parental warning label at halftime. Mm. I don't. I don't know. Like I said, as I get older, it seems to bother me less. But I could certainly understand how middle America. Uh, well, there was two things about it. I thought might be that, bothered by it. Yeah. I thought there were two things about it that, that may have. Um, rankled people. One was, you know, I, I mean, I heard this, you know, the, the pole dancing and, you know, some of the um, things like that. And the pole dance was supposed to be, I guess, could have been a reference. She was just in a movie, right? Jennifer Lopez. Where, yeah. And she sort of got snubbed for an Oscar and it was sort of like thumbing her nose back at the Oscar people. A little like, bit. You know, yeah. Okay. And, and I think the other thing that, that there was a political message, a bunch of them. And, yeah. I, I, and I think people that lean one way or the other might say, hey, I don't like it in general because they had the kids in the cages, yeah, right? right. And whether you thought those were cages or not, that was what the symbolism was. And um, Jennifer Lopez's kid is actually singing. And then um, born in the USA with a Puerto Rican flag. Yeah, right. You know, those are two very obvious messages, you know, right. so. Yeah, like I said, the older I get, uh, maybe because my kids aren't little, it just doesn't. It didn't, yeah, it bother, didn't bother me, and I was half paying attention because I, I was at a Super Bowl party. But I don't know; it felt like, it felt like, and I don't know. I you know I see this stuff every day, Rick, and I'm, and I think there's plenty of things to be outraged about. 
in I this know, country. I know. I, I think I a lot of it is is fake outrage, and it's a lot of it is. Yeah. And I'm not saying people who had a problem with this Super Bowl were wrong, or this halftime show were wrong. I'm just saying that it doesn't take much to trigger people anymore. It's it's no. like what can I get up and be mad about today, and who can I, you know? And I really <laughs> that's I, what I do every day. Well, I mean, <laughs> yours is yours is legitimate. No, I, I I feel like you know, like I said, because of what I do now, and I and I cover a lot of stories that are very serious polarizing stuff. you know it's yeah, very serious stuff yeah it's yankees it's yankees red Sox. you know it's instead of yankees mm-hmm. red Sox, so it's republicans democrats and yeah people yeah. wake up and just and and like i'm gonna get mad about something today either the president's gonna tweet something i'm gonna get mad about and jump all over or nancy pelosi's gonna say something that i'm really upset about and it's like really like that's what we're gonna spend our energy on today is getting upset about that instead of something yeah. really that's worth getting upset about so yeah uh, with this halftime show, I, I think no matter what they would do, they would bring it. People, somebody's going to complain the next day, like that's too risque. I'm not sure. Okay, then don't watch it. Don't watch the halftime show. Wait till the game comes back on. You know, yeah, so. yeah. Watch the pu- puppy bowl or whatever's on it. <laughs> Seriously, the puppy bowl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, it, it, you know, from a. I'll say this: they put a lot into it. That, those uh, that much choreography and stuff took some time. You know, sure. So uh, the hips don't lie. I mean, they were. <laughs> They, they were. Now, really, could you watch uh, it from where you are at the? Oh uh, yeah, box? yeah. I, I had a great seat. I had a great seat, but it, it was hard to hear. You know, the stadiums yeah. aren't good. The acoustics aren't good for right. for being there. Like you, the, you know, if you listen to it on TV, you can actually hear lyrics because the microphones are plugged into the TV. But it's not so good, um, you know, at the stadium. That, right. That was a crazy place um, down there at, at uh, Hard Rock Stadium. So let's talk a little bit. Just get your impressions real quick about the game itself. Um, yeah. What did I, you? What did you think? Was it an entertaining game? A close game? I guess game? it was It was close, which is we, we've seen our share of, of not well, close Super Bowls. Yeah. And there's well, lately, though, they've, they've been very close. For the very close. And, and the score, obviously, was it like the game was much closer than even the score. Indicated. Right, but it's a 10-point game with six minutes to go. Right. I did, But having said all that, I didn't think it was like a top 10 all-time Super Bowl game. No? I thought yeah. eh, I thought it was okay. I, I think we'll remember – the result and what it meant more than like actual plays. Like when you look mm-hmm. back at certain Super Bowls, you just mentioned the San Antonio Holmes catch, or yeah, you remember yeah. the David Tyree catch, yeah. or the Saints recovering the onside kick. You remember plays. I don't know that I'm going to remember any plays from this game ten years. Third and from now. fifteen, I'll remember. Yeah, third and fifteen. Other than That's that, probably like, it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but what I will remember is well, okay, Andy Reid got his Super Bowl mm-hmm. and and probably cemented his Hall of Fame resume, and then I'll remember. Um, it might have, you know, it was the first Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl. The, the first of 10 for Patrick yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. He may, he may win <laughs> 10 of them. Um, so we'll remember that. Um, but I don't, I, it wasn't a, like a super well-played game, I didn't think, either. No, there was some, there was some bad play in it, for sure. Shanahan, um, Kyle Shanahan's taken a, a little bit of a beating for, for you think? some of his play calling. I didn't have a problem with the end of the first half about the way they... they really? Because no, I kind of did. I mean, it's 10-10. You've got... Yeah. Okay, so when you, when, you, when you do the coin toss, right? Right. And you win the coin toss and you defer, that is usually because the analytics have told everybody, and, and most people defer nowadays. Sure. The analytics have told everybody that, hey, if you do that, there is a, a fairly high percentage because the, the number of possessions will, will swing back to your favor. And, you, and if you get the ball last in the first half and you've deferred, you can steal a possession. In other words, if they've had four possessions, you could have five and then you know right. have another one coming out of halftime. So that's why you defer. So they got the ball back, almost two minutes left. And before they pl- snapped the ball, a minute ran off. I mean, they let a minute go by. And so now you're at 58 seconds with three timeouts. 
And then they run a play and they let the clock run down to 30 something. Sure. And so they, they had two minutes, essentially they could have gone into a two minute offense at 10, 10, but it, it, it seemed for all the world that uh, Kyle Shanahan was like, no, we don't want to risk anything here. Like we either don't trust that, that we would uh, um, get a first down and, or we would give the ball back to them with time on the clock and then they could then score and have momentum. It just seemed odd to me that in a Super Bowl, you're not going to try to. to oh no! And, and obviously, points. their GM John Lynch is standing in the press box. They show a clip of him like time nuts. out, time out, call yeah. time out. Right. My thing was, you went into the week with a plan. Clearly, you went into a week with a plan and said <laughs> the best well. way, the best way we're going to win this game is to is to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. That gives Seems us that our way, yeah. our best chance. And I I think that plan was going according to plan. Right up to the end of the first half, and all of a sudden, I don't, I don't think you abandoned it. I think you said we got it. This is exactly what we've been playing for all week: is let's not let them have the ball back. Now, maybe part of it was a trust issue with Jimmy Garoppolo, which is odd because the part that I did have a problem with with Kyle Shanahan was they get Kansas City goes down and scores and makes it a three point game with whatever it was six minutes left. Yeah, yeah, and. On first down, they rip off a five-yard run that I'm telling you was a shoelace tackle away from being about a 35-yard run. That's correct, yeah. Now you got second and five. At that point, I'm like, run it again. Take it down to one second, run it again, and probably the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to end up with third Third and four. or third and two. Yeah, it's more likely third and two, but third and four, third and three like that. Now, I've seen the argument saying – yeah, it's you know maybe you don't throw on second down there, but the play was there, mm-hmm. and it just got bad luck. And I'm like, but, but that's what happens. That but bad that when luck. You throw the football, the ball can get tipped, and yeah. that's right. You know, all of a sudden you turn back in the 1960s, like you know Woody Hayes, like <laughs> you throw the ball, two or three things could happen or bad. So I would have run, I would have run the ball there, and then yeah. and then, but that 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 was a killer because Kansas City went down and scored on you. You and got the ball back three and out for the first time all game, and you yeah. took about. I don't know, thirty-five seconds off the clock or something like that. And, if, and as soon as they, as soon as that fourth down, third down pass hit the ground, I turned to everybody in the room, and everybody knew it's like this game's over. Kansas City's going to win this. <laughs> no, you had, didn't. You have the sense like this. Oh, that's it. Oh yeah, that I was did. Their chance. Sure, because my best story was about San Francisco winning, so you knew that exactly. Kansas City was going to win. But I was um, waiting for a point. This the way they were going to win that game was they were going to chew up about four and a half minutes and go mm-hmm. down and score. And that's they, right. They took all of thirty-five seconds and punted it back. And it was over that. So that's that was the part that I had an issue with uh, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, well, and if you're if you're Kyle Shanahan, you're going to have to wear it because he was the offensive coordinator in the game. You know, with Atlanta up uh, twenty-eight to three. Right. You know, and he was you know at that time he wasn't running the ball then either. And, and uh, they obviously the Patriots had to have every possession and came back and beat him in overtime. And then now, um, I think I saw where he he'd been outscored forty-nine to nothing. The teams that he coached in the Super Bowl. Like in the last six yeah. minutes or like, ten yeah, minutes I of the fourth quarter, like it's yeah. crazy. Like, um, you know, how do you lose those games? And you can just know what John Lynch is thinking. And here's the thing: and we talked about this a little bit on the podcast last night because I had talked to Lynch during the week, and he said, "Don't write this because I don't want bulletin board material." But I, I had told our team, you know, like it was, you know, when we were playing the the greatest show on turf, it was everybody's talking about what a great offense and all the speed and how you can, he goes, but I don't know how they're going to stop our defense. You know, he kind of told his team that story. And yet if you're a great defense, Tom with a 10 point lead when they've done nothing the whole game and it's the fourth quarter with six minutes or so to go, eight minutes to go, that game is over. Yeah. If you're a great defense. No, it is. 
And it's funny that like they had Mahomes rattled. I thought through the oh yeah, he looked bad. The, he did. Yeah. He looked bad. He's I'll tell you, Rick. He's a funny quarterback that way. Is that he can look bad for a while yep. and suddenly turn around. I was watching Matt Hasselbeck on ESPN, and if, he, he played in the Super Bowl with Seattle against Pittsburgh. That's right. And he was mentioned. He and and a couple other people talked about it. This too was that when you when you're a quarterback. First off, he said no. No matter what you're prepared for, it's not the same. You get out there. He goes, it's hard to breathe. Like you have. <laughs> he goes, I was coming out there. I was trash talking people. If you're if you're Matt Hasselbeck, it's yeah. hard to breathe. He said, I had people coming over to me. He's like, you need to calm down. Like he's like, I didn't even realize I was excited. Like really, am I talking too much? Am I and they're like, yeah, you need to relax, buddy. He said, and once things start going bad he goes it's hard to stop it like in a, in a super bowl he goes yeah. it really is one of those games so much momentum yeah it's a four-hour game it's the longest game you ever play in your life and he goes and it feels like it lasts 20 minutes like you look <laughs> literally look up and it's like when did it get to be seven minutes left like how did that happen you know you, know, and you have no memory of it and the guys yeah. that can slow it down and patrick Mahomes is one of those guys that he made a throw there was a throw that he made in the third quarter that almost got picked off, I, I want to think. And you could see where he, or he missed a guy badly. And he looked up, and he sort of gave the, I can't believe I missed that guy. And all of a sudden, there was a realization. You could almost read it on his face like, man, I'm playing bad. Like this, <laughs> I am. You better get mother. going here. I got to get going here. And then he did get going. I've never seen a quarterback who who can to like flip a switch the way Dial it in, yeah. Yeah, and he was – and then, like I said, once they – once San Francisco – once Garoppolo missed on that third down pass with like six minutes oh, left or whatever, I'm like, ball game, open. that's it. They're yeah. going to go down and score again. It was actually funny. You'll enjoy this too. This is, what, this is what we do. This is what the rest of us do while you're working hard is I played one of those games where, uh, you know, the squares game at Super oh, Bowl. Oh, I love so, the squares game, yeah. So we're playing the squares game. So I'm with our buddy, Mark Topkin, yep. and Mark Topkin has um, four. He has San Francisco four, Kansas City zero. Mm-hmm. With as soon as they went up, so when they're up twenty four, twenty, he's he's looking great. Big money, big money, big money. Yeah, that's right. So Kansas City gets the ball back, and okay, that's all we got to do. Run out the two. Then the guy busted around the end, and we're all going, "Oh, he's gonna go!" And Topkins like, "Fall down, fall down. <laughs> what are you doing? Fall down." So Topkins lost out on a few dollars at the at the last minute. Yeah, you root for your squares. <clears throat> By the way, J- Jimmy Garoppolo is not Joe Montana. No. He played well for three quarters, I thought. Yeah, until for whatever reason they put put it on his shoulders and they, they got away from their personality, which is running the football. And he went three of eleven, I think, in the fourth quarter, for like thirty something yards and and uh, and a sack. Right. So that he's gonna have to own that. His record is great. I still think he's gonna be a good quarterback. You got to remember, this is his first full year of starting a, a whole season. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'm looking always, at both of these teams. I you know well we say this every year, right? I mean, I'll be back. Yeah. I remember. We all thought Dan Marino would play in 15 exactly. of them, you know, and he never played again. But this Kansas City team looks like a team that could be uh, could be around for a while. But I'm telling you, the AFC, Rick, as you look look going forward here. Baltimore? Some, yeah, mm-hmm. Bal- I think Baltimore's going to be back there in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, you know, we'll, we'll see about some of these younger teams. You know, I, I, I don't know that Cleveland's ready to make – I think I think we're going to start to see maybe a, a better performance out of Cleveland over the next couple of years, now that they sort of got. That's kind I, of a I, zoo up there. They yeah, got, I think they we overestimated, and maybe yeah. they can fix that up a little bit. Um, yeah, New England's still a factor a little bit, depending on what happens with Brady. Um, 
Yeah, Pittsburgh will get Roethlisberger back. Yeah, now that I'm starting, now that I'm talking myself into it, I'm like, wait a minute, Kansas City's going to run this thing for the next <laughs> eight just, years. Like, who right, right, to Cleveland, Pittsburgh? Come on. Well, and New this England. is the thing. All right, your early prediction after one Super Bowl, because we're we're prone to hyperbole in this business, is is Patrick Mahomes the next dude? Is he is he going to be Tom the next? And he's not this guy, obviously. He didn't play that way. But is he Tom Brady? Is he going to win four, five, or six? Um, I thought there was a chance he might be Dan Marino. I thought there was a chance that he goes and, and gets in the Super Bowl in his second year, Marino in his third. Right. And you think he's going to go to 10 of them, and he loses, and you never see him again. That's what I thought could happen. Yeah. Now, I th- obviously, I mean, think about this. It's a little like Roy McIlroy in golf, right? He came on, and he just like, boom, just hit it right out of the box. So he's his first year as a starter, he threw 50 touchdowns and was the league's MVP, NFL MVP. In his second year, he took his team to the Super Bowl and was the Super Bowl MVP. He's almost in the Hall of Fame right now. Yeah. And he's 24 years old. He's the best player in football. He's as, yeah. he's a, and again here we're prone to hyperbole. He's as good a quarterback as I've seen. The way he's played. No one can do it the way he plays it. No right? one I can mean, do it the way he plays. And that's the only thing you 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 wonder is like can he yeah. is can he stay healthy? I mean right. that, that's and you could say that about any quarterback. I mean, I'm not just picking on him because he runs a little bit more, but but he runs around and he, he got hit in that game, so we don't know if his style will hold up, you know, in the long but term. But you right? know what I think, Rick, is that yeah, he runs around and that's a big part of his game, but he strikes me as a guy that who doesn't have to run around if he doesn't Right. He throws well enough. Oh, he can win from the pocket, sure. Yeah, I'm not like a guy like Lamar Jackson at this very moment. I'm not sure, you know. Right, right. That he can be a great quarterback if he can't run at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Mahomes doesn't strike me that way. I think he can be a great quarterback as long as he can scramble a little bit. He doesn't have to run downfield as long as he can get out of the way of some people and, and, make, and extend plays, you know. Right. Um, I, I think he's absolutely terrific, and I think they have a chance for, for – Oh, to go on a run here. Well, it's a weird year. I'll get you out on this as football goes, but um, you got all these free agent quarterbacks, right? Tom Brady, and, uh, you got Drew Brees, you've got you know Philip Rivers. These guys all out there. It's kind of bizarre to see the list. Do you think Tom Brady leaves New England? Does Tom Brady go and play in say L.A. or Oakland or Tampa or someplace else, or, or is he a Patriot next year? Have, obviously, because he's knowing. playing. We know he's playing, right? I mean, he's going to play. Yeah, I can't imagine him playing anywhere but new england i don't know i here's the funny thing about tom brady is we don't know what we don't know how how he's wired like he's really an enigma well, he when wants it comes, to win championships i he, think yes i think he wants to win i mean i don't think the money like i saw where you know new england well they might pay him 30 million i don't think that's a thing for him his wife makes twice as much as he does right and i think he's right? taken pay cuts before to help people you know to fit people under yeah. salary caps and stuff but i, I don't He's a weird guy. I'm, I'm not saying he, he doesn't believe this. I don't know. I don't know how. He, I don't know how he feels about. Like I don't know how big important loyalty is to him. I don't know how important like being comfortable in the place he's always been is important to him. I don't know if he's a risk taker. I don't know if he's a guy. It's like I don't know if he cares about legacy. I don't know. He's one of those guys. Like I said, I don't. I don't know enough about him because he doesn't say anything. I mean, he goes up there and he's very pleasant. He gives interviews, but we, he is a lot like Jeter and like. I felt like I didn't really know the guy when he played because he was just very – he talks a lot and doesn't say anything. So my gut tells me if I – and I always He's think, driven to win. I, 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 I think he stays. Up and I think Jeter was – I think he's driven to win, and I think he'll go where he thinks he can win. And if that's New England, it'll be New England. But if it's not, if he thinks that 
you know, they're not doing enough around me, which has been the case for years and years, right? Mm-hmm. Then I think he might move on. I think if you're going to do it, right, if you're those guys, first of all, those guys think they can win anywhere. I thought right. Joe Montana, though, and they, they were talking on the field. I thought I'd love to hear this conversation because Joe said it publicly first. But, like, first of all, Joe and Brady. <laughs> you think Joe's a big Brady fan, really? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, anyway, but they were talking, and Joe had said, you know, and, and this was interesting. He said, look, it doesn't matter who you are. Now, here was Joe Montana, right, with four Super Bowl rings in San Francisco. And it came down to him or Steve Young, and, you know, the owner was back and forth, and they wanted Young to play, and so Joe just like, just trade me, right? Get me out of here. And he goes to Kansas City, and is, is that, and this is true in pro sports. I think people don't realize this. That no matter what your resume says, right, when you go to a new team, they want you to be that guy for them, right? Sure. But all the factors are different, right? You might not have the same offensive coordinator. You might not have the same talent. You might not have – you don't have the same address. You're not wearing the same uniform. There, you have to prove – that you can be the same guy without all your guys around you, right? Mm-hmm. So there's something to that, right? But I, but I do think that, and, and they were talking, and, I'm, and I wonder how much Brady will consider, you know, what the what the other goat said to him, which is, "Hey, don't be so quick to leave. Things are different." You know what I mean? Like right. it's not. Although you mentioned, like we, when every time we talk about somebody leaving, we say, "Oh, remember Joe Namath playing for the yeah. Rams, or Johnny Unitas in San Diego, or mm-hmm. Willie Mays with the Mets." Emmett we, Smith with the Cardinals, yeah. Yeah, but we don't mention enough of the Joe Montana with the Chiefs. Like, that wasn't bad. Okay. It didn't go did back. Okay. No, he, it he didn't. He played okay. We, there have been guys who have gone to other teams. And, you know, like Brett Favre, I mean, we make sort of fun of the end of Brett Favre's career. He was a bad pass away from going to the Super Bowl. Hey, the, if they don't put a bounty on his ass, he's probably in the Super Bowl, right? As I much mean, as even they with the bounty, late. he threw one bad pass at the end I of the know. game. That they, they were in field goal range practically, and, and they would have won a yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, they were right there. Would have gone yeah. to a Super Bowl with, yeah. another, with his second team. After That's right, leaving. after the Jets, yeah. Green mm-hmm. Bay. So it's possible. You can go other places. And uh, I just – my gut tells me that, that he'll he'll stay. Because I think – it's. I think they just need to to put a little bit around him. I. I don't know what would have happened, Rick. I don't know if anything had changed because things changed suddenly for him in New England. Gronk retired before we thought he would retire, mm-hmm. and 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 they had Antonio Brown for a minute. That looked like it was going to work. Quite frankly, when the way he was played that first game, mm-hmm. and then and then of course you know Antonio Brown um, just went off. But it's but it's Julian but, Edelman and a bunch of dudes at running back. It's but not, if you know I told I mean? you like, like they can go out and they'll go out and get a free agent and they'll get a guy, you know, I don't. Well, know. Well, they're going to have to get some people. I mean, I don't right. think he comes back right. unless he has a clear understanding of, you know, am I going to have someone to throw to? Right. If he know? doesn't, and you know, obviously, you know, Peter King talked about it it's like the team that makes sense is Tampa there Bay. you go just because uh, they got, <laughs> just because you got I mean you have you have weapons you know it's you, a story I, of a man named Brady <laughs> playing right here at the Newsom see that would be would you know what though Rick what do you think like that would be the first time that or not the first time first time since the Super Bowl era probably where it's like all right Tampa Bay's the place to go like no remember doubt. when they got Keyshawn? You remember this well. Yeah. It's like, Wait a minute. Let's cover a sports Wait illustrated. Wait a minute. The Bucks got Keyshawn? Like, mm. now we're that team? Now yeah. we're the team that goes out and gets we're these relevant. guys? Because yeah. usually it's the other. The bus is going the other way. Sure. You know? Sure. It's like Bo, with Bo Jackson and Steve Young mm-hmm. and uh, Vinny and whoever else is heading out of That's town. That's right. Come on. Got you got Bruce coming. Arians, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard. Cam Brate. Maybe I Cam mean, Brate. Yeah. You don't you don't think the the goat could come in here and do some stuff with uh, with Bruce Arians? 
I know he could. I believe uh, he could. You know why he's not going to? Why? Because we can't have nice things. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's Tampa, man. I know. That's what. I, that, and that's what I'm worried about. Like, the, if 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 he if Tom Brady says I am leaving, would there be any part of him would go? Yeah, but it's you got Bruce Arians. You got a veteran coach. You get yeah, but if if all that was in L.A., I would do it. It's not because he likes the location better. It's like do you wonder if there's like this attitude of like, yeah, but it's the Bucks, man. It's the Bucks, dude. It's I Tampa can't go there. Bay. Like yeah, yeah. Like, you're gonna go absolutely. There. Like walk, what do you mean? You wonder? I don't wonder. <laughs> do you wonder? Because I don't be, wonder. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the only reason a player would come here, in all seriousness, would be. You're paying me more money than anybody else, right? If Shaq Barrett stays, and Shaq Barrett, God bless him, had 19 and a half sacks, and nobody knew who the hell he was until he got here last year. But if you don't pay Shaq Barrett, he ain't staying here, right? Right, right, no. Why would you? Seriously, why would you? No, because they've not shown in the last... 12 years. Because it's not like it's a three-year slump where everybody goes. It's not San Francisco. Like okay, We can't have nice things. It, it's it's a 12-year slump where you think there's there's something. There's something wrong. It's Yeah, it's it's systematic. Tell me it's you're somewhere. not the Cleveland Browns. Tell me why you're yeah. not the Cleveland Browns. I wrote that a couple else. years ago. I wrote that a couple years ago that they were this they were sort of this era's Browns slash uh, yeah. Lions. And I got yeah. killed for it. You know, a lot of people, right. a lot of people are upset with me. I'm like, show me otherwise. Right. Show me. And the only way you show me is by win. Win. winning football games. Yeah, shut up and win. I, right. So listen, I and I I get these fans, and I, I feel for. I really do feel for the fans. I it doesn't. I get paid if they win or they lose. It doesn't matter to right. me. And, and that's the same with me. Crazy. I never cared. I don't care. Yeah, people what. think you're crazy, and and I'm telling you, some of the stories are better when they don't win. I mean, it, they're just you know, they're it's good journalism. That's all I care right. about. I'm going to write good stories either way. And b- believe me, with this Jameis Winston, where we're at right now. I don't. It's a mystery. I don't know how it's going to turn out. It's like it's an Agatha Christie novel. I have no idea. You know, um, it's Clue. You know, it's going to be the butler with the with the uh, candlestick in the in the in the uh, den. I, I don't really don't know how it's going to how it's going. And so that's interesting to me. That's compelling to me. But it's also not the NFL. Like, you know, there comes a point where you have to be relevant as a franchise. They haven't been relevant for a long, long ass time, and I can't imagine. If I'm a player, of course, all players, Tom Brady included, think I'm going to win because I just have that much confidence in myself, in my own ability. Right. Like wherever I go, I'm going to win. You know, they believe that. Um, But if you have an option, you know what I mean? Right. Like if you don't have to go. Now, we're the great leverage team, right, for everybody. Well, you mentioned that. I saw, yeah, I read that in your story the other day. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, Bill Parcells or, you know, name the coach or name the player. I mean, Tampa's always in the mix. Brett Favre. Favre. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the you know, the, the Packers leverage Tampa for, for draft picks from the Jets. I mean, you know, they're always a possibility, you know, but but they're always the bridesmaid too. You know, they always finish second. And um, so I don't I – don't, I'm not looking for Tom Brady and Giselle to show up anytime soon. Um, but it's interesting. And so that's, you know, I'm curious to see how that all time turns out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We had a little bit of news in baseball. I want to get your opinion on this uh, before we go. So the Houston Astros, and we've talked about, you know, the cheating scandal and, and who knows, I, I guess they're not going to ever look at the players or punish them, but the Astros can, can handle that themselves. I thought that there was some sort of like wink nod, you know, from baseball. Don't don't disrupt any other organizations. I mean, they were they were interviewing guys like Buck Showalter. Mm-hmm. Um, they hired what Dusty Baker is that who right? they hired? Yeah, mm-hmm. the lizard toothpick in his head. But uh, they hired Dusty Baker. <laughs> Dusty Baker, like, they still wears the sweatbands and everything. That's awesome. <laughs> it's seventy awesome, years man. old. He's got the sweatbands. Remember, remember the little kid that got picked up that time by the? Yeah. Uh, uh, he's like a he's like a first round draft pick now or something like that. J- yeah, J T. Snow was the player I think, and yeah. he picked up but, Dusty's but like, kid. Dusty's grandkid or grandson. It was that was his right? son. I think it was his son. Yeah, it, was, it was his son. Yeah. yeah. So he's like a first round pick or something. But anyway, so he could play for Dusty. That's how old Dusty is. Um, yeah. Uh, so they hire him, and then. I look up, and all of a sudden, there's another guy from the Tampa Bay Rays who I must admit, VP of Baseball Operations, I don't know all the names, Right, James Click. He's now the general manager of the Houston Astros. When, when, so, so just to back up a little bit, you cheat possibly against Tampa Bay. We don't know. Beat them in game five of the, of the divisional series, and now because you were caught cheating, you get to go into another organization and weaken them. Right. Oh, by the way, you can't promote your assistant GM either because you had to fire him because he popped off and said something sexist to a female reporter yes, in the locker room right. after another game. So you apparently can't walk and, and chew gum at the same time without doing something wrong. And then you go raid my team like I mm. like this is a bunch of BS. If I'm the Rays, the Rays are in a bad spot here because on one hand you want your you know, you, you train your people. You want them to do well. You want to see them go on and have success. You know, Hein Bloom is a guy that had a he had a uh, you know he built up a nice resume here in Tampa Bay, and then the Boston Red Sox call him. You hate to see him go to Boston, but all right, but you're happy for Hein Bloom because he he did think you know you want to see guys move on. It's just like coaching and coaching staff, Rick. If, if somebody had called for Byron Lethwich, you'd hate to lose him, but yeah. that or Todd Bowles. But that's but they the have whole, a chance to be a head coach. That's their dream. You're not going to hold them back. Yeah, exactly. And here's a guy. The problem you have here, though, right, Rick, is what you mentioned is is you just got done cheating, by the way, maybe screwing us along the way. And now you're going to take our guy. Not only you're taking our guy because this stuff usually happens in November and I have a chance to replace him. Now, all of a sudden, I got to, you know, it's it's like a week and or nine days, 10 days before Fan Fest is Saturday. Pitchers and catchers report, yeah. And yeah. now I got to replace this guy, who mm-hmm. apparently did a good enough job at my organization that he got hired by yours to to run mm-hmm. the franchise, to be mm-hmm. your. So I would have a big a big time problem. You can't say no, I guess, because now you're hurting the kid, you're hurting the guy. But it just seems you know. well. Maybe he didn't say no, but if you read Stuart Sternberg's oh. uh, comment, there wasn't much. You know, you didn't. I mean. You could you could feel the venom between each line. I mean, he he he's he's not happy about this, right? No, there's no way. No, you were exactly right. You read the you read the comment from Stu Sternberg, and and he even I think it was even mentioned like right before spring training, we're gonna lose mm-hmm. our guy. I'm telling you what, Rick, I'm watching a lot of MLB uh, Network and yeah. reading yeah. a lot of stuff from around the country. I think this thing's gonna 
this thing ain't nowhere near being over. I'm telling you, there's, I, I really truly believe, I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know if it'll be regular season games. I don't know if it'll be spring training games. I think people are going to get hit. I think the Astros are going to get thrown at. I think there's going to be a real true backlash, not only from fans. You're, they're going to, the Astros will never live that down. They're wearing there's, the scarlet letter. If you're Jose Atuve, for every the rest time of his you career. come up the rest of your career, you're getting booed like crazy in every visiting ballpark in America, right? They're exactly right. But I'm telling you, like usually players let things go quickly. If there's a, if you have a if you have a sort of a beanball yeah. war at some point, everybody's like, all right, it's over. And, yeah. and, the, and the league, the way the league is, guys move around so much, you end up playing with everybody at some point. I really think this is going to stick. I think I've never seen players this mad, even right. when it comes to steroids. And I, it just goes to show, Rick, that like back in the steroids, <laughs> because everybody, steroids. everybody was doing that. <laughs> well, not everybody was doing this. That's exactly not everybody. Right. Not everybody was stealing signs. That's not right. everybody. Not like this. And that's nope. why. And uh, people really feel cheated. Like they feel like man, you guys, like you guys. And here's here's the difference, Rick. Is you got you cost me money potentially. Month there, you just nailed it. I'm That's glad it. you said it because if I'm going to arbitration and I pitched against you twice and you lit my ass up twice and my ERA went up a full half a run a game because of the two games that you guys cheated, you you just cost me a couple million dollars in arbitration. I can't get that back. Who was it too? The play, there was a player, and I wish I could remember, but it was somebody who who came out and like was in tears. Because he had a friend who who was injured, and he had a long comeback, and his first game back was against the Astros, and he got lit up, and he never came back after that. Never played now, again. Yeah. People say, well, that game was the, the, that the, it was a road game for the Astros, so it couldn't have been cheating. I'm telling mm. you what, don't tell me that those. Oh guys yeah, they were, just decided we're on the road, guys. No cheating today. Right. You can't tell me that they didn't have another system working on the road. Uh, people don't cheat just part of the time. Especially right. if it works, and and you go back and you look at the numbers, just how many times, like, like some of these numbers too. Like people are looking at their strikeouts, how their strikeouts have. I, I was talking with uh, I think John Romano from the Times the other day, and he saw a stat where somebody really delved into the strikeout numbers. Mm. How the Astros went as a team, their strikeouts dropped more dramatically over a two-year period than any organization in the history of baseball. Wow, and that's really? because, you know why? Because they're not swinging at junk. <laughs> they're not. They're not. You know, they know what not pitch is coming. By anything, yeah, right. They know it. And that's like I've never seen. It was funny. I can remember during the playoffs talking to my son. We were watching Altuve, and I've always really liked Jose Altuve. I really like who I does do too. five I foot do. nothing. You know, and here's a guy. It was undrafted. He worked his way to, to become a an MVP candidate, and. I, I said there was one day I he hit a home run off of somebody, and I told my son, I said, that Chapman. guy's pitch could have been 170 miles an hour, and now mm-hmm. Tuve was going to hit it. It well, was Chapman. Now I know why, because yeah. yeah. he knew it was coming. And, and and there were guys that were almost laughing on the mound, like, like how, how did he how did he even yeah, hit how that? Do you know you that? Know, like, how, how do you know that? that was coming? If you throw 100, like, and, and look, these guys, you got to remember they're the best in the world, and, I, and, and if you throw 100 miles an hour, okay, um, they can hit you if they if they have a chance to know that it's that it's that it's going to be the fastball, right? You're throwing you're throwing the the heater, but but if they have to adjust to a breaking ball, right? Or if they're sitting on a breaking ball and you throw at 100 miles an hour, they have no chance. They have no chance. Gonna, at the best, they're going to make weak contact and be out. So to see these guys against people that throw 100 miles an hour, be hanging on the back of their foot for a breaking ball and then launch the damn thing. 
They're absolutely it's an advantage. I mean, because they're the best in the world, right? Right. I mean, it's just it, you can't really equate it to anything unless you've tried to hit. But you know, John, um, John Smoltz said something the other day when I was watching him, and, and I, I obviously not all people think this way. Is he said like I, I wouldn't even want to be a part of something like that. Yeah, he said it's it's almost like. It's, I mean, not, it's not almost like cheating. It is cheating. And so how do you feel good about yourself at the end of the day, knowing that you, you, you sort of rigged the system like you had a clear advantage over another team? I think steroids, people justified steroids because they felt like, and there's, I know there's still people who still feel this way, is I took the steroids, but I was, I was in that weight room lifting the weights. I was doing the work. It may have helped me recover. They justify it. They, they give you excuses why steroids weren't as bad as they were. But they still felt at the end of the day, I still have to swing at the pitch. I still have to throw the whatever it was that you did. You, I still have to have the, I had to have the talent to do mm-hmm. it. Whereas I think these players, like with the Astros, I think there's a real feeling of, like, it's such an advantage to, mm-hmm. to know what's coming. It's like, how can you feel good? It's like, play, it's like I don't know. It's like playing against little kids. It's like, well, I mean, Charlie Morton's got to explain that. Yeah, he's got it. We got to see what he's going to say, right? First day of spring training, you know. And and aside from what did you know, when did you know it? How do you feel about it? That very question. Look, you got a fifteen million dollar contract because you won Game Seven of of the World Series, and and even at your age, the Tampa Bay Rays thought you were worth fifteen million dollars a year. Well, how did you not benefit from winning all those games? Here's the other question he's going to be asked, and and you and I talked about this. We we actually had a sort of mock discussion of Mm -hmm. what is Charlie Morton saying. I just said, look, he needs to come out and say, I knew something about it. I wasn't, you know, I look up a picture. Be as vague as possible. Well, be as vague as possible. That's right. I'm a, but don't lie, like, or don't don't deny it. Don't like don't 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 tell don't tell me you didn't know because you knew. But just say that. Say, look, I'm a, I was a pitcher. I so I, I wasn't I'm focused really con- on getting guys out. I really exactly. Don't know. I wasn't yeah. involved with that. I don't I, hit. I'm in the American League. Yeah. Right. I do, but I knew something was going on. I should have known more. I'm sorry I didn't find out more. Here's the question. It's ultimately going. Yeah. And then you, then the two tough. Here are the two tough questions. The first one's going to be, is uh, is um, did you benefit from it? How do you feel mm-hmm. about that? You benefited from it. Actually, there's yep. three tough questions. How did you feel about benefit? Two, why didn't you say anything to anybody? Yeah, I can sort one. of understand that question. I do understand the, the – Don't, don't go outside the unit. People. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of get that. And then, uh, although I don't blame anybody who did, I don't blame Mike Fires for, for coming out and saying – but here's the other big discussion is, did you tell your teammates when you left? Did you tell the race this past year, hey, guys, you might want to really mix up your signals? I think they all did. I think they all went when they went to other teams. Told their, to, I, I don't think this was a secret in baseball, although people are acting like it is. I, I think yeah. a lot more people knew than than. Uh, how could you not have told your teammates? You better have. I, I'm telling you, if I'm Tyler Glass now, look, I'm and, not going to tell them not to do it, but I would, I would let, I would let my fellow pitchers know. Hey, you might want to change the signals here because, right. and when we go to Houston, they're absolutely stealing them. And you, do, yeah, and you don't have to tell them how or why. Maybe you no. just say, "Look, they're really good at it. I don't know how right. they're doing it. They got a right. system somehow, but they they can right. you know change it. Let's, let's act like every time we're up there, there's a guy on second base. Let's just do it that right. way." So, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting year for the Houston Astros, and, and I'm with you. I think there's going to be some some balls thrown. I'm telling you, the, the, the perfect matchup, you know, opening day is the Los Angeles Angels and Joe, Joe Madden, Madden against school. Houston and old school Joe. I, I could absolutely see him. And I, and I, I do. I want to see the umpire look at the pitcher and, and try to, like, warn him. Like, really? Yeah. Well, you it's going to be or, like or the, Field of Dreams. Like, hey, hey, ump, how about a warning? Okay, watch you don't get killed. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah. Watch you. Know, see, it comes back to Iowa, Tommy. That's a perfect. <laughs> it all comes back to a Kevin. It's either comes back to Bull Durham or Field of Dreams. We've had, I think every time, I actually had a Bull Durham reference early in the show here. So I think, I think you did, uh, yeah. I think that's perfect. Yeah. It all so what do you got going on? Uh, Pointer.org. Just Man. for more coverage of the Iowa caucus. Yeah. If you get a I, I, don't, everybody will be in New Hampshire, but they're still counting votes in <laughs> Iowa. So I'll be working on that. This is a busy week. Now we're taping this on Tuesday morning. Yeah. So we have state of the unions coming up uh, Tuesday night. We got impeachment. They're going to clear <clears throat> the president. Impeachment. He's going to be uh, Trump's going to be acquitted Zonerated. on Wednesday. Yeah. And then we're going to have on uh, Wednesday night, Thursday, night, town halls uh, with the Democratic Nominees, and then there's another debate, big uh, big debate, and I think Bloomberg's in this one coming up on Friday night. Oh, wow. Give me your dark horse candidate for the Democrats. Is there one? Because I don't think anybody's emerged yet, right? I mean, they're all going to get enough out of Iowa to move on, although money is becoming a problem for Joe Biden, right? Yes. I think think that'll be – I think it's ultimately going to come down to either I think Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren. That's my gut tells me now. But Buttigieg you giving up is, the burn? You giving up Bernie? Because Bernie? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, Bernie plays well with Democrats, but I wonder if at the end of the day, you're starting to see some of the numbers that the thing that is most important to Democrats in these polls Trump. are beating Trump. And I think of the, all the candidates, he's probably the the one that um, has the le- the least chance of doing that. Just yeah. because he's he's considered so far left for for mm-hmm. moderates, you know that it may not work. So I I, th- I think ultimately it's going to come down to, to Biden and and Warren. But although I, I do think like Buttigieg has surprised me a little bit. It's just so weird though, Rick. You know, with Iowa, and this is the sort of the thing. Like with Iowa and New Hampshire, they're not truly representative of of the country. You know, in, in although in there is a pattern of the, yes. those those who have won those caucuses in right. Iowa or, or New Hampshire have gone on and, and very often won the nomination. So how do you dismiss it? But I'm with you. Like you can look at the electoral map and we have the Electoral College um, and no matter what you say. And Bloomberg was talking about this. You know, he wasn't on the ballot, I guess, in Iowa. But like, basically, it's like, OK, why do these politicians? It's because it's first. It's because it's the first vote yeah. that they're going to count. Right. I mean, that's why. But aside from that, Iowa's not going to change the election, right? I mean, the states that, that should be the focus if you're, if you're in the Democratic Party or even, even uh, if you're Donald Trump are the ones that won the electoral map last time. It's, it's going to be Wisconsin. It's going to be Pennsylvania. It's mm-hmm. going to be Michigan. It's going to be Florida. Why aren't you spending as a candidate all your time in those states? Well, and that's, that's something that came up. It's interesting that came up Monday during the during the discussion. I think it was Claire McCaskill, who's you know former senator, yeah. Democratic senator, who said, you know, this is a not and because obviously everybody was just just killing Iowa Monday night, sure, so, oh, this, yeah. uh, you know, just because everything just fell apart. Said, should they be spending all this time in Iowa? I mean, they, these people have been here for months. I mean, the media's been there for months. They the candidates have spent a ton of time in Iowa. And there's and, not that many people. Right. And the thing is, is like, should you be spending that time now in Michigan? Should you be spending yes. that time now in Florida? And should if they you want to win the election, you, right. you should. I mean, if you're trying to win the nomination, I guess there's a certain like I said, there's a certain amount of historical uh, data right. that would show that, you know, and, and fundraising, you know, it's the first time. So if you come out of Iowa and you get slaughtered, no one's sending you checks. So you, you, right. you, you usually get out of the campaign 
Um, not because you don't have the desire or, or maybe even some voters. It's because you've run out of money. Well, and this is the thing about with when who knows how, how people are going to react to these Iowa caucuses now, because the I, first off, there's going to be a question about whether even the results are legitimate. You can count them. Yeah. Right. And then and then second off, it's like these, you know, it was in this is the thing like they missed deadline in, in Des Moines, Iowa. You like like <laughs> you pick up the Des Moines uh, paper, the Des Moines Register this on Tuesday morning. You don't know who won. And so are you getting a bump? Are you getting like you can't you, you could be you could go out and declare all the victories you want. But if you nobody didn't knows have a result, it. nobody knows. Yeah. And now by the time they figure out who won in Iowa, everybody's in New Hampshire. <laughs> They've already moved on. Like you're not even going to be able One to get in New Hampshire. Bump. And we're on to South Carolina. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That was your boy there. Howard Dean. Howard yeah. Dean. Yeah. Well, but I'm, so we'll see. I don't know. Like uh, to me, like South Carolina will be a good test because South Carolina is a lot more representative. You know, you have you have um, African-Americans, African-Americans, a lot more African-Americans than, than there are in Iowa. That's going to ultimately uh, hurt Buttigieg, right? He can't. Pick I up any guess he's not. He's not polling well among African-Americans. Um, yeah. They also you know, it might be a more conservative, a little bit more conservative, a little more Trump. Quite frankly, you know, right. Oh, and sure. So you'll have a better idea of, of the path, maybe. So we'll see that. But that, that's that's what's going on this week. So a ton of stuff. Busy week in politics, of course. And uh, you write a lot about it on pointer dot org. That's where you can find Tom Jones. Sign up for the us. newsletter. Yeah, you go there yeah. and sign up for the newsletter. So. How do we do that? Yeah, you can find my stuff on pointer dot org. That's P O Y N T E R dot O R G. And go find my column there. It should be pretty easy to find. It's, it's called the Pointer Report, and then you click on it, and then you'll find a place to sign up for the newsletter. Don't cost nothing. So it's a good read, as he always was in the Times as well. Right. Thanks, Tommy. We appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, fellas. All right, my thanks to Tom. Always good to catch up with him, and uh, make sure you go and check out his newsletter as well. Hey, tomorrow, just a reminder, we're going to have the mailbag segment, a really popular segment on this podcast. And so we want you to submit all your questions that you might have about the Bucks, uh, the Lightning, the Rays. Um, the NFL, Major League Baseball, really the Gators, the USF, anything you got, you can bring us to it. Um, and here's how you do it. Send your questions. Uh, if you want to go on Twitter to at SportsDayTB, at SportsDayTB is our Twitter handle, or you can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 